there, and welcome to the Kingdom Sexuality Podcast. We're Paris and Alana, friends who have a heart for intimacy and long to uncover God's truth and design for sexual freedom within marriage. Welcome here. Hey guys, it's Paris and Alana here. And today we're going to make a little bit of a foundation for you guys. We're talking about Mm -hmm. God, sex, and how they mesh. And we wanted to do this right off the bat because we feel like this kind of builds the framework for our entire podcast. This is why we're here. (laughs) Totally. Totally. So we want to take this from a stance that I think we can totally all completely relate to. So we're going to start off with worldview. Okay. This is pivotal. The world screams, in terms of talking about sex, at us like from every angle. Mm-hmm. Sex is all over the place. It doesn't take much looking. In fact, you don't even need to be doing any looking. And there's no. inappropriate things um, at you all the time. You know, yeah. like you're ducking your eyes, you're averting, you know, what you're reading to, you're going to the next article, whatever, because it's like bam, 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 bam. It's there. Mm-hmm. And even subconsciously it's there. You don't even yes. realize you're seeing it and you're like, oh no, I definitely just saw that. Wow. <laughs> yeah, totally. So the world has made sex and everything to do with it very readily available, like very readily available. Mm-hmm. So the danger with that is we often adapt, accept, run from it, or take on shame from it. Okay. There's a lot of negatives that we end up taking on, you know, as we form our worldview. And a lot of this is often formed even subconsciously. So we want to encourage you guys as we go through this time together, revisit your mentality and your views on sex, because I bet your bottom dollar that you're going to find things in there and you're like, okay, this does not align with what I believe. This does not align what God has spoken over our marriage. This does not align with what I want my future marriage to look like does not align with the Bible and address it, address those things. Because if it is not in alignment with what our God has created this to be, it is not going to be doing you any service whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Totally. And it seems like from my experience, the church hasn't been talking much about sexual mm-hmm. issues. So I find it's often the culture we're in and it's the world that's framing our views on sex. They're the yeah. ones that are actually shaping our whole mindset on it. Hundred percent. We don't even realize it. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and it's because it's right there, right? Mm-hmm. It's because it's in our face all the time. Anything to do with this, it, it's there. And so, why would we be looking elsewhere if it's like, okay, this is obviously talked about all over the place, yeah. and we adapt to that, right? Yeah. Wow, we need to change that. Hundred percent. Change. This needs to change. Totally We're calling change. that out right now. Yeah. <laughs> so. With that, with worldview in place, with how distorted Mm. the world has made sex and intimacy, um, we know full well that there's an enemy in play to all of this. And that enemy of ours, he would have us believe all the lies, Mm -hmm. all of the lies, because I want to challenge you guys to think this. If sex wasn't valuable, why would Satan work so hard to distort it to the extreme extent that he has and is continuing to. And it starts not even before you're married, right? There's oh, so yeah. much, all the lies, even like growing up and you're dating yes. someone and like the, your entire life. 
there's already lies you're believing. You don't even realize it. Yes. How sad. Yes, it is sad. It is so sad. And so we've got an enemy out there that is definitely out to take this down and to distort it, starting with in your mind, you know? And like Alana said, the churches aren't, a lot of the churches just aren't taking this, I think, as the extreme issue that it should be looked at and conformed into something beautiful and, you know, tearing down those lies and making this socially acceptable to talk about. I mean, yeah. It should be. This should be a normal conversation we should be having with our good friends all the time because we know that marriage is sacred. Why would sex be any different? Yeah, it seems like there's often like certain ways that the church goes about talking about this or not even just the church, but even just people in general. It's like they're yes. either silent about it and yes. it's not talked about Yes. or there's like a sex ed model mm-hmm. or it's just problem solving. Yeah. Right. Where it's like, oh, this is my crisis. Yeah. What can I do now? Yes. That's such a good point because like, where's the real life conversations? Where's Mm -hmm. the real life in that? Where's the relatability in that? And that's a big deal for me. I know it's a big deal for you, Alana. And I believe that's a big deal for all of you as our listeners. Yeah. So Alana made such a good point. Like we were talking earlier and, and we are ultimately not fighting flesh and blood. Like this battle is not with our spouse. It's not an issue to do with them. It's 110% an issue to do with the enemy and the worldviews that the enemy is totally pumping out at us. Yeah. No, so true. Sometimes it'd be easy to maybe like place the blame on something that doesn't, doesn't need it. It's like, oh, well, it's because I grew up in this crummy home or, oh, it's because of this or my family or whatever. But no, you're really not fighting flesh and blood. No, 100%. So it's important for us to take this battle on um, with that mentality because then you're going to be fighting from the right mindset and you're going to know how to win that fight, right? Yeah. And I think too, that goes back to uh, one of your your first challenge here for kingdom sexuality was to, you know, go back, pray about it. Pray through your marriage, your sex life, you know, Mm -hmm. bring God, invite him into it to show you, you know, what can I be doing? How can we be adjusting this? Where are you in this God? And where's the enemy? Where are the lies that I've believed already? Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. So Alana, do you want to take this? I would love to know who God is from Mm. your experience and from your relationship with him, because this is where our redemption comes into play in this picture. A hundred percent. Uh, God is love. Mm-hmm. He is holy. He is our father. He has our joy, hope, heart always in mind. And, um, yeah, there's so much possibility for redemption and yes. uh, he knows us and he knows our ups and downs, our comings and goings like mm-hmm. one, like Psalm 139. Um, yes. it's so fantastic to go back to it and be like, who are you? So, and who am I to you? Yeah. Change your perspective, right? Yes. Yeah. And just kind of cuts out the lies instead of you thinking like, oh, I'm not worth it or I'm not lovable to just totally have God pouring in his truth to you. Just yes. totally just take those away. Fantastic. So yeah, he is good and he created this. He created sex and us and he created it all before sin entered the world and it was good. Mm-hmm. We're in his image and even like we mentioned how the world's view can make us feel shame 
Yes. But if we're looking through God's filter and God's glasses, there should be no shame. We should be able exactly. to be like it was in Genesis, right? Where it's like, I'm with my husband and we are unashamed. Yes. When often it's like, oh, but you know, these stretch marks now and oh, but yeah. maybe I'm not what I used to be or what I'm aspiring to be or, yes. oh, I'm uncomfortable because I've been through this experience. Mm-hmm. But there's totally a filter of love over us. Yes. Which I think is so powerful. I love that. I love that. A filter mm-hmm. of love over us. And I just want to speak these words over us as we're sitting here together. Psalms 139, you mentioned that, Alana, mm-hmm. that God is intimately acquainted with all of our ways. And in Psalms 139, he talks about understanding our thoughts, that he knows our paths. He knows yeah. He knows before there's a word on my tongue what I'm going to say. You know, he's, he's so there. He's so present. And why would we think any differently of that when it comes to our marriage and to our marriage bed? Totally. Yeah. It's like somehow we leave that out. It's like, oh yeah, God, you're covering over this. You're blessing my life. But we exclude that. It's like somehow that's its own little bubble that God doesn't see or that isn't involved. When he is the actual creator of it, he's the mastermind behind intimacy. Mm. Like, that's food for thought for a lot of us, for hearing that for the first time. It really is. When it comes to us then, so God created intimacy to be so good, to be so beautiful, to be connecting with our spouse. Um, Alana, can you talk a little bit about that? Like, what does that look like in your marriage? Well, when I think about it, it's like the powerful bond mm-hmm. that's uniting you and your husband um, God created it to be good and beautiful. Yes. The physical act, right? Leaving yes. your father or mother, you're becoming one flesh. God created it to be so beautiful and so powerful. And yes. I think it's such a fantastic way of just reconnecting. Like if you've been yeah. kind of scattered and whatever, and then it's like, okay, wait, when's the last time we had sex again? Oh, right. Yeah. No, let's do that. And you're like, oh my gosh, I feel so much better. This somehow, mm. we were out of sync, but it's put us back into sync. And I think that's just so true. And even when you think about, oh, wait, when's the last time I did my devotions? Or when's the last time I spent time with God? I've been out of sync, right? You can totally go back. I go back to like the father, to Jesus. And then you're like, oh, wait, no, I feel better now. So I feel like there's so much parallels and comparisons between that. A hundred percent. And I love then, like with what you just said, you obviously have taken the mindset of who God is to you mm. and you, who you are to him yeah, and integrated that into your marriage. So Alana, what were your views on intimacy before marriage and what changed that or what came to light for you after consummating your marriage? Wow. Starting with the puncher. Yeah. So we are. That's good. We are. That's good. <laughs> My views on marriage or sex before I got married were that because I've been saving myself for marriage, mm-hmm. I have not had sex, I am a virgin, I expected my reward to be this fantastic sex life with mm-hmm. fireworks mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the shows and all the works, right? Yes. Um, because no one told me differently. That was yes. No one maybe told me that, but that's somehow just kind of the expectation I had in my head. Um, and then... It was our wedding night and it was lovely and fantastic, but it was definitely not the fireworks show that I was quite anticipating, if right. I'm going to be honest with you. 
yeah. Jeff and I already talked about this question, like these things today. And it was mm-hmm. we're like, well, it wasn't, maybe it wasn't great. <laughs> it was okay. It wasn't great. So no, and it definitely, I was like, wow, like I really like, and I knew I didn't know anything, but I was mm. like, I know nothing. I was like, wow. So I think my views on sex were, this is going to be a bit more difficult than I expected. And yes. wow, I need to maybe, like, I think I didn't really know where to go. I was like, okay, maybe I got to just lower my bar. I was like, okay, this is mm. it. But I was like, I remember mm. a friend, um, kind of like a mentor, almost talking to Jeff at one point, And he was like, 30 years into his marriage or something. And he was like, you know what? I'm 30 years into it and it, I'm still learning things about my yeah. wife and it's still getting better every year. And I remember kind yeah. of thinking that and being like, okay, no, like this is where we're at now, but I know yeah. that we're going to improve and this is going to get better with practice. And over yes. the years, we're going to know each other's bodies, right? Because you don't even 100%. know. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's, that's definitely my views changed significantly. I love that. I love that. I can relate to that. I'm sure all of you guys can relate to that a lot. And that really sums up my answer for that question as well. (laughs) Good job, Alana. Good job. Okay. So then can I kind of piggyback that question with another one for you? Okay, sure. So what is your view now on God within your married life and intimacy since learning those big lessons. I think like for me is that having God so present within Mm. every faucet of our marriage has really helped us to work through things. And it's really given us hope and it's really given us peace and being content. You know what I'm saying? Mm, Yeah. Whereas before, you know, I think even early on in marriage, as a newlywed. And of course, you know, this is seven years down the road and you grow a lot spiritually in that time too. I remember feeling anxious or upset or angry or things like that, Hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like definitely if, if you're more connected and you feel like you've been spending time with the Lord, um, I feel like it's definitely, there's fruit of that. Yes. In your intimacy, in your marriage, in your married life. Yes. Yes. That's such a good point. Um, And I feel like you've summed this whole podcast up together, this whole session up together so well, because the fruit of your views really does determine a lot when it comes to your marriage bed with your husband. Yeah. And something too, I remember my mom saying, and I'm going to butcher the way she says it, but um, (laughs) it's like, look at the fruit. Like yes. what, what's the fruit like if yes. it's not great? Okay. Well, what do you, what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. Right? Like mm-hmm. look at your marriage, look at, you know, aspects within it. What's the fruit? Mm-hmm. If there's things that are like, you have certain issues working on things. Okay. Well go to the soil, go to the word, you know? Yes. That's so good. I hope you guys got some gold nuggets out of that. Alana mm-hmm. and I talking about, some really big things in here we tackled actually. So with that said, you guys, we're going to talk about deep stuff. We're going to talk about awesome stuff. We're going to talk about heavy stuff. We're going to talk about easy stuff. And I feel like this was a little bit of everything all in the mix because going back to your, your worldview and what you've adapted as normal, Mm -hmm. um, man, 
even though it might be normal and acceptable, doesn't mean it's right. You know what I'm saying? And Mm -hmm. so we want to challenge you guys to really take a step back and refocus on, okay, what is sex between me and my husband now? What is God to us? What is our, you know, like you said, Alana, the fruit, what is the fruit of our love producing? What is Mm -hmm. the fruit of, you know, our mentality producing of our words producing? This can all go back to this because like we started this with everything meshes. There is nothing that is just, you can't just separate everything and put it in a box. This Mm -hmm. is all entwined our worldview, um, who God is, who we are, the marriage bed, like it is all so entwined. Yeah. That is so good. Can't just leave the bedroom out. God's there too. <laughs> exactly. Seriously though. So with that said, we're going to leave you guys with a fun challenge. We called this the Song of Solomon Challenge. And what this is, is reading the book Song of Solomon together as a couple in bed before you go to sleep. Um, one night a week for eight days because there's eight chapters. Okay. So when you read your chapter together at night, I want you guys to spend time discussing intimacy together. I want you guys to bask in the beauty of how God created it. I want you guys to maybe adapt a new view on it Mm -hmm. that you haven't had before. You know, let Mm -hmm. yourself totally just glide into this and embrace it because it's beautiful. This is biblical truth. This is foundational stuff here in this book. I mean, you can't tell me that sex isn't important to God when he devoted an entire book of the Bible to it. Okay. Amen. <laughs> That's so this true. Is, this is so important. So, so important. We are praying over you guys as you do this. Um, We're praying that God reveals his truth on the freedom of intimacy between man and wife and how powerfully passionate and beautiful God created this to be. If you guys enjoyed listening, be sure to subscribe to our Kingdom Sexuality family so you can catch all of our new releases. Also, we totally have an Instagram page, so you can go follow us at our handle at Kingdom Sexuality. Our handle will be in the show notes for you guys. And you can also feel free at any time to send us a DM or an email with topic suggestions or questions that you might have. Our hearts are to create a safe, intimate community of godly couples with you guys. 